It's in the danger zone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Ooh, sorry. No, sorry. We're sorry, we're laughing. It's just that was bad timing. Sorry. Well, hello everyone in BIHA land. I'm joined with Nick Ivel as always. Hello, Nick. Hello, Rambo. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, and welcome everyone to season two of Nick and Rambo's podcast. Season two, Nick. Did you ever think we'd uh, see the day? Well, I never even thought we'd get even past episode one of season one, never mind season two, but hey, someone said we could do this again, so um, why not? Let's go! Yeah, and I know Dave will be absolutely over the moon at the fact that he's got to start editing pods again. Um, <laughs> so. I, I love I love how like there's just been no comments from Dave on any of the little chat we've had on WhatsApp about upcoming, doing the podcast and getting something sorted. Dave, yeah, I reckon Dave is treating us like um, T-Rexes. He's hoping if he doesn't move, we won't notice he's there. <laughs> so... Unfortunately, Dave's more like the guy in the in the portaloo, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not even minutes in, and Dave's already been absolutely ripped a new one. Yeah, but um, yeah, but also we we do love Dave as as much as we rip on him. That's that's why we rip on do. him. <laughs> Not even three minutes in, and we've already had to apologise today. <laughs> certainly, certainly. So, uh, yeah, Nick, I had a, had a, a, a fairly lengthy chat with uh, with Rob Grant, uh, BIHA secretary. You'll know Rob from his his tenured position uh, in the BIHA. Um, so, if we just uh, we just cut to that now. Okay. So, everyone, uh, I am joined here um, by Rob Grant, secretary of the BIHA. How are you doing, Rob? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, you know, back to school today, but yeah, good. And you say back to school, um, and that is actually literally, isn't it, for you? Yeah, literally for me being a uh, a teacher, so yeah, back to school, literally. And uh, how long have you been a teacher? Going into my fifth year, fifth year now, yeah, fifth year. And uh, are you enjoying it, um, full of young minds full of uh, knowledge? Yes, filling young lives full of knowledge is always good fun. Um, you know, you've got to impart the hockey wisdom to somebody. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, um, tell us a bit about your role as the BIHA secretary. Uh, well, I've been doing the role now for 11 years, I think. I'm sure Miller will correct me on that at some point. Um, my role entails general communication with the clubs. Um, I'm the guy who you generally email uh, when committee members are asking questions. I used to do the fixtures, but you thankfully came along and took over that role. Um, and yeah, I'm just the general day to day. If you need something passing on or you need to hear something quite quickly, generally I'm the person to go to. But I think this year, I'm looking forward to sorting out some volunteers for nationals as well. I believe that falls under my remit this year, organising people who want to come and help out at nationals with all the camera work and things like that. So I'm looking forward to that side of the role now. Okay, so uh, you are organising people for nationals? Give give it a plug. What um what are the benefits of volunteering for nationals? 
I think it looks good on your CV um, because there was lots and lots of things going on. I know I was speaking to Joe earlier uh, in the month, I say earlier in the month, this is September, in August, and we were just discussing various new and exciting ideas he's got. But getting involved on sort of the media side of it, helping out with even commentating. I know you and Nick and Callie, to a certain extent, have done really well recently. Um, Team Matt Grant had a go. I think that, you know, that side of things, just getting bodies down to help would help us out a lot. And I think, like I said, one of the benefits is it looks good on your CV, especially if you're looking to go into a career in that side of things. Yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent. And uh, I mean, as you were talking about the the commentary thing, I can I can inform anyone who's interested that the BBC did not write me back uh, for the new voices <laughs> uh, campaign. <laughs> so, uh, um, their loss. So, yeah, it's their loss, and uh, BUHA's gain or also their loss. I'm not sure how you feel about me commentating, but. <laughs> Never mind. And so, uh, Rob, uh, the, uh, the, the AGM's coming up and that's one of the, one of the main reasons to have the secretary on. Uh, what sort of things do you think will be important for clubs to know about the AGM? Uh, well, first of all, hold your questions until the open forum. <laughs> but no, the AGM's always, I think it's, it's excellent, especially for new committee members. It lets you know essentially who all the committee members are and what our roles are. So it makes it easier for yourself, or for ourselves as well as yourselves, because the club committees to come and sort of find the right person to contact and who to ask, especially because we've seen it over the years with the turnover. Most people doing university for three years, there are anomalies out there, but most people for three, by the time you're on the committee, you've got two years, you might get that extra year on the committee and then it changes. So the important things just to know how the format run, what the dates are, all those sort of things. Because you might come into it blind, it's really a refresher, and any sort of new updates that that the uh, Grand Overlord has to put out there as well, really. Yes, yeah, speaking of which, I exclusively revealed there are new rules. It's not exclusive because it's been all over the internet, but there's new rules for uh, this season, um, and uh, we will be running a tutorial on those new rules so you don't get caught out or stung uh, right right at the start of the season. Excellent. Um, so, uh, Rob, um, while we've got you on here, you used to used to play a bit of hockey. Uh, tell tell us a bit about your hockey background. My hockey background. Well, I suppose I didn't start playing till late. I was one of the people who really got caught up in the sport when the original Manchester Storm founded. Um, I say original. I know that's still controversial within some of the new Manchester Storm spheres. Uh, so I'd season tickets for the Storm. And then moved to university. Actually, when I moved to university in Newcastle, I intended to take up rugby league because I'd played that when I was younger. Um, but then happened to see a lovely, fresh-faced Andrew Miller behind a, a stall inviting me to come over and try hockey. So, yeah, I did did that. Played there for three years. Graduated. Had a year, sort of, year or two, bobbing around Lincolnshire. Not very many rinks that way. And then uh, moved to Edinburgh and I signed with the uh, mighty Edinburgh Phoenix for a Two years, 18 months, something like that. Um, yeah, got to tour the rinks of Scotland a little bit under your tutelage. And then, uh, yeah, and then I moved into ball hockey. So, yeah, that's my hockey career, really. Yeah. Grand total of uh, six goals, so over approximately 15 years. That's not bad. I think that's maybe a higher strike rate than Dave Rogers, right enough. So, uh, <laughs> it's not too bad as, <laughs> as far as committee schemes go. But, um you uh, you play ball hockey now, and that's the the Shaw Millionaires, I believe. What what what? Obviously, what are the subtle differences in fitness between between ball hockey and, and ice? 
Um, I, I find in ball hockey, it's more that it's constant. You can't take a rest, basically, while you're having a shift. I know you shouldn't. And anybody out there listening, you don't take rest while you're out on the ice. But myself, I used to enjoy a little, little backwards glide fair. Somebody was coming towards me. But uh, it's just a bit, it's a bit more constant. It's, it's different because you lose momentum when you're changing direction, when you're on your feet. So I suppose that's the main physical difference I found. But um, no, I mean, the sport itself, it's played in, in good spirits. It's still quite physical. Um, you get a bit more slashing, I suppose, a bit like when you're playing lower down in the UHA, it might get a bit more sticky out there, as it were. So you come away with many a bruised shin. But I think those are the main differences, apart from you use a ball and not a puck. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the uh, the Elite League, you mentioned the Manchester Storm there. you got any any predictions for the, the Elite League this year? No, I think many people are writing Storm off from, from the get-go. I mean, it's usually, you look at one of the big guns, really. I mean, I always I always quite like it when Cardiff do quite well, because... They've had history. I suppose history is not quite the right word when you consider mega teams like Fife and people like that. But, you know, I think there's some quite underdog dogs there. I think Brayard always tend to do quite well. I think they do a, a little bit. But it'll be an interesting thing with them dropping a team, losing uh, losing Edinburgh. So, yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. I don't really have a, a keen winner yet. It's still too early days to be predicting those things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, BHA, I mean, obviously it's a it's a hard season to predict. Is there is there any games you're going to try and catch this year near you that you you would be excited to see? With Manchester now in, in Division One, you've got a chance to to see a bit of Tier One hockey, maybe. Yeah, I reckon I reckon I'll drop in on Manchester at some point. They're uh, playing out of Alty now these days, so you know it's always good to get back in the ice dome. But um, yeah, I think I'll drop in on a few Manchester games now. Like I said, they're back in Div One and see how they how they hang out against the other guys because when you go up it is a big jump sometimes and as we as I said before with a three year cycle sometimes you might lose some key guys as you get promoted so depending on how well they've recruited I think that would be an interesting one to do but I suppose one of the games I looked forward to last year after it got arranged and I'll be looking forward to it again this year GBU versus IAS I think that's just such a game even though it's so early in the calendar year to be looking forward to that later on after the quality of the game last year I think it'd be be very remiss of me not to mention it. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought uh, I was on obviously on the bench for one, and then called it called the uh, the men's game in the evening. And I have to say that uh, yeah, you would be remiss to to maybe miss that one out in your uh, on your well, not bucket list. Let's not have you die before the end of the <laughs> season. Cheers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, on on your list of, of games you want to see this year, um. I'm always excited to see uh, Edinburgh St Andrews, whether that be as a, an official or I just go down and see it, because it's always a a real tussle. Um, but I, I'm interested to see this Manchester team when they come up to Scotland this year. Um, a lot of good players uh, last year, certainly Vlad's Volkanov is one to sp- that springs to mind. So certainly in the north, that's what I'll, I'll be looking out for, and hopefully I'll get the chance to, to head on down to uh, a couple of games in the south at some point uh, this season, I'll maybe get lucky and where I, where I am placed uh, with with various trips with grandpa and stuff. So. Excellent. <laughs> See, I've always I've always fancied but never quite got to an Oxbridge varsity. It's one of the one of the few that I haven't done. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I don't know if you know this, but Nick and I were in Switzerland uh, this year for it. <laughs> no, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't made aware of that at any point, no. No, it was never mentioned uh, by anyone. Um, no. So, uh, so Rob, what, what, you know, you've, you've been around hockey for, uh, for a lot, a lot of years. If there's anybody new out there that's starting, maybe getting into BIHA this year or just in their sophomore season, uh, what, any, any advice on, on what they should be doing to get themselves ready on game day? Oh, excellent. Um, I'm probably completely the wrong person to ask this. Um, but no, I, I always think if, it, if you're new to the sport, it's just to throw yourself into it straight away. Like, just don't, I'm not saying don't take, you know, take all the risks in the world, but just lay it all out there. I think that that's always my advice for people who are trying it. You, if you, hockey's just not a sport you can go into by halves. You've got to go straight out and straight at it. Otherwise, you end up either putting yourself in a position to get hurt, or you'll be worrying too much about what's going on around you to enjoy it. I think for somebody who's going into a sophomore year and they're looking at how to get themselves revved up, I mean, I always used to think, I suppose when I played for Newcastle, it was always a relegation battle, and we were used to getting spanked by teams. I just used to enjoy the road trips with your teammates and and just getting yourself up for that and just the banter that went alongside it. I mean, so in terms of getting yourself up, I never really had to say in inverted commas to get myself up, if you know what I mean. Innuendos there. I'm sure somebody will caption that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just advise people to go out and enjoy it, and just to lay everything on the line. And no matter win, lose, or draw, if you've left everything out there, you're going to come away enjoying training, let alone games. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, the the I had this specially earmarked for you, Rob, because uh, as you know, me and you went to tea in the park a few years back. Oh, uh, yes. Um, belting out some Tom Jones numbers in front of the main stage while he was doing his thing. Uh, And uh, so I'm thinking, what what three songs would you have in your playlist before a game to get yourself revved up? Wow, that's that's a tough question. And what three songs would I have on my my playlist? Well, at the minute, um, a bit of George Ezra. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what? I don't really have a playlist. I just let other people pick the playlist, and there's probably a reason why. That that could be the case. I mean, and essentially, uh, there would be a barrage of prodigy songs. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, which is which is awesome. Yeah. But nobody me get the music. Yeah, and you can't hear the coach when they come to speak to you, so uh, it's not always it's the best. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I. I I think you're absolutely spot on with what you've said about road trips and things like that. And uh, and the music's all part of it. There's always somebody nowadays, and I don't know if you get this in ball hockey, that has one of these, you know, these sort of wireless speaker things. Yeah, yeah. Gone are the days of having to take a CD with you. Yeah, yeah. So um, enjoy it, folks, for, for all it's worth. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, get involved, I think, is is the main thing. And learn from the people who've been doing it longer. Would that would that be would be fair to say as well? Yeah, definitely. I think that even though people are only there for a short period of time, there's definitely people out there who are experienced, especially in some of the larger clubs. I suppose even in the smaller clubs, because you do have a range of abilities. Just taking your time to listen to those around you, and just yeah, going out and enjoying yourself, because that's what BOHA hockey is all about. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean. In terms of in terms of the BIHA, what what does it mean to you to have been involved in it for so long? It's quite interesting because I remember when I first got involved, it was 
a real sort of I'd enjoyed my couple of years in Newcastle and the, the passion for hockey was very much like at the burning point. And I'm not saying that it's gone down now, but I do see hockey in a very different light these days. I think having been in long in a long term position with the BOHA, it's just it makes you proud to see how far we brought it. I mean, because remember when I first played in my first season, it was the first time that there'd been the split off properly into a Division Three and a non-checking competition. And then it was the first year that Division One no longer had just Nottingham, Sheffield, Oxford and Cambridge in it. Oh, sorry, Nottingham, London, Oxford and Cambridge in it. And Edinburgh jumped up and then Manchester jumped up the following year. And to see it go from maybe seven clubs to jumping up to upwards of however many we've got now, just to take hockey to the to the masses, as it were, to people who wouldn't necessarily do it. Because I always think the important people that we get in BUIHA hockey are the people who walk up in a, in a sports hall looking for a new sport to try and say, oh, ice hockey, I've heard of that, and come and give it a go. I think getting more people involved in the sport like that, it just makes me feel like we've had, it's a massive achievement what we've done to grow the section to such a size and to get so many new people involved. It just makes me feel proud. Yeah, and do you think um, that that's something that we can... That- I mean, we've got what's it, over a, we've had over a thousand members in the last couple of seasons. Do you, do you think that's something that we can will continue to grow as a as a section? Um, it'll be interesting to see because, as always in the UK, the problem is limited ice time. We've seen clubs go as much as we've seen clubs come to us. Nah, not as much, but we have seen clubs go, and teams within clubs, things like the Beagles disappeared, and you know Huddersfield disappeared. It's about sustainability. And for that, we need the clubs to have well-run committees. And when Sheffield gets to five teams or six teams at Nationals or however many it does, and Nottingham does a similar thing, it's where do you go next? Where's the next thing? And what you need is you need somebody to step up who has that passion to start new clubs or just to take a risk and say, do you know what? We're in Lincoln. We can travel to Nottingham and form a team there. Or, you know, just somebody to willing to do it. So I'd love to say, yes, we can continue to grow. And I think we can, but maybe not at the same rate. That all depends on rink times and people who are out there willing to start new clubs. Yeah. Now, one one other thing, uh, the the BHA is, you know, we we stay we stay overnight when we go to Sheffield, and this is this is the last question. This is going to be my, you know, I have a, a final question in yeah. all my interviews. Who is be, who is your worst roommate that you've ever had to share with? Oh, well, just one, one person. Yeah. Right, so it can't be the time that the entire Edinburgh team were in the room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel that would be remiss of me to do again, not to mention that. But um, that's a tricky one. Um, I'm gonna go for I don't know. Like I've had some some fun times with various like with Miller in the room and some not so fun times with Miller in the room. I'm just gonna say Miller because I probably shared the room with him most of the times, and usually it ends up with a bit of a cuddle. So. Yeah, or an F five. Oh yeah, or an F five. Yeah, <laughs> that was an excellent nationals. <laughs> you got to remember, I've done eleven of these, so it's uh, it's a bit tricky to try and remember the specifics. Yeah, well, um, it's been great talking to you, Rob. Um, I've just now, just by way of update, had received a text from Nick. Uh, oh, excellent. Mentioned that I can now speak to him, so. Uh, um, I'll, I'll uh, go and sort out the rest of the pod but um, thanks for your time um, after we eventually worked out how Skype works yeah, <laughs> in 2018 and, uh, and um, I look forward to catching up with you um, very soon at the AGM on the 30th of September
indeed. Should be good fun. Cheers. Thanks very much, buddy. Bye bye. And there we have it. Uh, Rob uh, struggling to to come up with a song that would psych you up. George Ezra, would you ever pick George Ezra as a song that would psych you up before a game, Nick? No, is this a Shaw Millionaire's kind of kind of ball hockey related thing? Or I'm not sure. He just said George Ezra. I don't know if he just likes George Ezra and he couldn't think of anything that would psych him up before a game. Um, yeah, we- Everyone's got their own buttons that they like to push. So yeah, I mean, if you if you're getting pumped for a game and you're in the changing room, what what was the last song you want to hear before you go nice? Oh, I'm not being funny, but George Ezra is probably near the top of that list, and he is on the uh, wanting to hear list. Sorry, sorry, George, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly, I would, I would, you know, uh, this is a bit niche, but I'm a, I'm a. Cooper Temple's clause, uh, been training dogs type of guy. If I, if I'm getting to pick the last song before we go, nice. Don't know if you're aware of their work, Nick, but uh, I, I'm not. But I can add it to uh, add it to my playlist. Yeah, it, it used to be my favourite to put in the in the playlist for the Beagles before they went on nice. All oh, right, we, I'm, I'm guessing I'm guessing this doesn't make the um the Steel Queens list by a chance. No, be, being training dogs does not make this too. I have no control over what the, the Steel Queens play music-wise. It is all on Essie. Essie has the speaker and therefore has the power. So. Does Shania Twain factor in once or twice? Yes, and uh, Little Mix, and I'm not sure what else. For some reason, I came in one week, one week uh, trying to be hip, and I was like, yeah, you know, uh, we've got any Cardi B, and they didn't know who Cardi B was or didn't appreciate who Cardi B was so I just sounded like a mug uh, so I just let them get on with it <laughs> nobody wants Grandpa Grandpa Rambo coming in and spoiling their fun <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of that obviously I've, uh, I've been keeping up to date with it I've seen um, out there in BYJ land I know there's not too much going on yet but I've seen the Steel Queens back on the ice that's a, that's a committed early start getting, uh, getting back out there and getting ready for the new year yeah, well, the Steel Queens have been quite lucky. Um, Nick, there's obviously a lot happened in Scottish hockey over the summer, uh, particularly in Edinburgh with the the, the uh, top top side in Edinburgh, I suppose, if you will, the uh, the Capitals um, have, uh, have folded, um, which is it's a shame for them and their and their fans. But uh, along's come the Murrayfield Racers, uh, or the Racers are back. Uh, I'm not sure if. I would totally agree they're back, given they're wearing different colours and they now have a greyhound as a logo. But, um, they, you know, there was certainly... Uh, I refereed a match with them the other night and there was certainly a, a, a good atmosphere in the rink. So um, that was, that's great to see. Um, so, yeah, the uh, the Steel Queens managed to get an ice slot because uh, the racers are now SNL only. And the uh, the Caps no longer have an SNL team slash Elite League team, so the Steel Queens got the the old SNL slot. So th- you'll like this, Nick. This is luxury. Nine forty five on a Wednesday. What? Exactly. Beautiful, isn't it? Uh, for for Steel Queens training. So yeah, we uh, we took it, we grabbed it with with both hands, and we've got enough uh, girls that are back in back in Edinburgh, um, and we've got enough. Uh, friends of the club, if we're struggling, that we can uh, we can uh, certainly put on a good training session every every weekend or every Wednesday because it's not the weekend, is it? But <laughs> no, but, um, no, that's excellent. Like being able to get back on the ice quick, and I'm sure um, girls are hungry for a 
build on the start that they made last year and uh, and give this year a whirl again. So that'll be uh, that'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Nick, uh, the other thing uh, that we we've got to cover is, uh, of course, uh, the uh, the BHA camp. Now, you'll know a lot more about that than me. Oh um, yes, indeed. Yeah. So, if you want to tell the people uh, why they should go to the camp if they've not already put their name down for it. Right, so basically, uh, in the same way that the BYJ has been to Finland for the last couple of years, basically we've taken that concept and taken that idea, uh, brought it across. We're doing it in Sheffield, uh, a three-day camp rather than Finland's normally over about five or six days. Three-day camp aimed at um, intermediates and beginners. That from the sign-ups that we've had so far, I would say the average is people who probably played their first year of BYJ hockey last year or certainly the year before. So definitely hitting the right target market. It's going to be three days of uh, pretty much living the life of a hockey player to some extent. Two two a day sessions, uh, off ice session followed by an on ice session, followed by uh, a nice little lunch, and followed by repeating the same again. I know we've got some other activities in there, another things planned like uh, hot off the press. I do believe we are we are now as part of the social event. We are uh, and part of the package. I can reveal live on the podcast, podcast exclusive. Um, that we're actually going to the uh, Sheffield Steelers versus Five Flyers game rather than uh, going 10-pin bowling. So a little bit more hockey-related. But no, uh, I'm very excited, and uh, it's a very good opportunity, obviously, for these people to get some decent ice time in terms of they're going to get something like uh, eight hours ice time on the uh, out there on the ice, which obviously I know for most guys is potentially somewhere between four to eight weeks training. So... Um, it'd be really good for these guys. It's always great as well when you're working with players of this kind of ability and standard. And I'm sure you'll you'll vouch for that with the Steel Queens Rambo that people are just so keen and so excited to learn. And it's that look on someone's face when they when they've learned how to do something for the first time. And and a lot of these players might not have had director coaching before. And obviously we've got the help of uh, Ryan Rathbone is uh, is there leading the coach. So GBU. Uh, women's head coach, because I know we'll get onto it, I'm sure, but there's some GVU stuff going on, which will, nice little, nice little drop in. But before then, obviously, we've got, um, myself, I'll be there, unfortunately for them. Um, then we've got, uh, Matt Dybel from, uh, from the Edinburgh Eagles and all, all his great success. He'll be there along with, uh, longtime friend of the VUIK and the podcast, uh, Mr. Old Man Zinnemann will also be, uh, also be dropping in. Um, along with, I do believe, big man Mike Solosti of uh, IAS fame and potentially Emma Sanders of uh, Nottingham fame. So, um, but no, it's it's going to be a great little way to start the season, kind of gets rid of that hockey bug and kind of gets the juices flowing and uh, really going to kickstart things, which will be, uh, I think it's a great idea. We've had a lot of people interested. We've had a lot of people really, really, really excited for this and um yeah, it's definitely worthwhile and certainly something that we're going to look to grow from this year to next year with uh, with a little trip to Finland in the winter again in between. Excellent. That sounds sounds really exciting. Um, apart from maybe from my point of view, the Elite League match, I hope both teams um, lose or spontaneously combust. Um, I'm, I'm happy with either. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it, it sounds like it could be, it will be um, very beneficial to you if you want to get yourself on the right track to start the season. I certainly know a couple of Steel Queens are going down to it. Um, SE, a, you know, a long-time uh, attender at these camps, um, and uh, and one one of the girls who just started last year's got herself booked into the camp as well. So um, I'm sure they'll they'll have nothing but good things to tell me when they come back. 
You know, uh, you're not a little bit worried that uh, that either they're going to get influenced by uh, by Rathbud or by Dibs, and they're going to start start questioning you, Rambo. Um, well, Dibs has questioned me my whole uh, whole coaching career, so quite frankly, the type of questions they'll be asking me, I'll be used to. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, and well, Rath is that Rath- why we're holding the stick the wrong way around? Yeah, no. <laughs> and Rathbone um, is uh, you know he's a GBU coach, and if they learn things from him, they're learning from a guy who's got plenty of experience in international ranks. He's he's already coached one GBU team in uh, in Wugs, and uh, you know um, I take a lot of what Rathbone's done and watch these training sessions as the GBU manager and and. Uh, I really applaud him as a coach. So yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be at all offended if the girls come back and question me based on those two uh, individuals. So that'll be it'll be good for them, I think, when they're down there. Um, but you mentioned GBU, of course, the the another GBU uh, camp, um, as it were, on the fourteenth of September. So the, the the players that are attending camp will get the chance to to see what's going on with GBU. Um, if you're listening to this and you're still interested in um, GBU uh, then do get in touch with Simon Hopkins or myself um, you can find our, our email addresses or you can even just find me on Twitter or something or send the BIH a message and uh, and we can give you the details of, of the next camp um, we're hoping to build this programme so you know by the time it gets to WUGS whatever you know we can uh, we can put out a but a team that's going to compete, and the thing is about Wugs is uh, you're be competing with some of the very best in the world, some uh, some players that have been drafted and uh, and that sort of thing. Um, so you need to you need uh, we need to put together a successful program where we can build and build and build a a strong squad. Exactly, you have to start somewhere, and uh, I know you've done that over the last couple of years. It's time to take it to that next level and try and uh, we were established established team now let's see if we can take that next level of competition and uh, and get a little bit more success for the actual on ice so uh nick you're uh you're obviously you're a coach aren't you i am indeed yes you call it. yeah so uh nick uh the new rules uh have you are you aware of them oh i'm aware i'm aware of some of them uh, i get i get drip fed them by uh by my good friend mel lydell of, uh, of BYK fame, he, uh, he he drop feeds them to me occasionally in terms of, oh remember that's a rule, and I was like, I'm pretty sure the last three that he's told me over the last couple of weeks, I was like, thought that was already a rule. Yeah, well, like, well he, that's he, that's maybe a good thing if you thought they were already a rule. But um, seriously, this is this is our plug, my plug anyway, for you to go to the AGM. There are new rules in the double uh, the double IHF are brought in, um, and they will catch some people out. So please. Try and send at least one representative to the AGM because there will be a tutorial on the new rules um, presented at the AGM. By Andy or by yourself? Um, I think by Andy. I'm hoping by Andy because he's uh, he's elite. But uh, <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, but you can look them up now in the IIHF uh, rulebook, and uh, if you want to, you know, get a jump on it. But uh, yeah, don't don't get caught out by the new rules, folks, uh, because the referees obviously when it's a new rule, it's in the it's in the mind, and uh, so you're going to get called. <laughs> just uh, just just pointing this out as obviously uh, we are a bit of a partisan podcast. Um, if the referees would like to learn some of the old rules as well, um, I I wouldn't have a problem with that. I'm making no comment in relation to that. Um, <laughs> uh, but. 
what I would say to to everyone, um, getting away from rules and all the rest of it, is uh, the the new season is upon us, um, and this is a new season of the podcast. Uh, we do have some guests lined up, Nick. Um, we've got um, girls in ice hockey who run a Facebook page and sort of encourage girls across UK to find different opportunities to play ice hockey. So um, I'll be speaking to the person who runs that. Um, I've only been in touch with them on Messenger, so I don't actually know the person's name. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there's also, um, and I know this will sound a bit like a typical ramble bringing in the Scots, but there's a a guy who's running Scots Ice Hockey Fixtures page, um, and he's just going to speak to me about his passion for the game and uh, why he's sort of taking it upon himself to volunteer and put himself forward to try and keep everybody up to date with all the fixtures going on in Scottish, whether it's university, SNL, under-20s, elite, whatever it is, he's he's uh, he's trying his best to get everybody involved. So, yeah, I mean... Like, uh, the, the podcast season two, Rambo's outreach programme. Like, we're, we're going far, far beyond last year's little uh, little ventures. I like it, I like it. Well, I thought I thought well, if we can we can grow the the awareness of the BHA by bringing in some external voices, perhaps. So, um, but if you want to be on the podcast, then just just drop us a line because we're happy to speak to anyone. There's still some clubs that I know we've not had the chance to uh, to interview people from. Um, I'm saying after uh, not to hop back to last year by any means, but I'm pretty sure the way they behaved at nationals, I'm pretty sure someone from Birmingham is surely going to get involved. In- well, well, we have to get one of the the Birmingham Six. Uh, that's no, that's not a good uh, title for that team. But the Birmingham Five Plus One. I thought they'd all been immortalised in bronze, and actually not statues. They just just covered them while there and then. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, the Bur- the Birmingham Five Plus One, and certainly uh, if any of you are listening, we we want we want you on the podcast. What a heroic effort uh, that was, and uh, to anyone who. Made them become the Birmingham Five Plus One for shame, for shame. If you pulled out at the last minute and left those poor, poor souls to their own devices, but they made a pretty good job of it. They won the uh, two games with just one line, uh, so that pretty incredible. <laughs> we could do a little phone in with all with all the uh, all the ones that didn't attend and hear some of the excuses. The past good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could, like a kangaroo court uh, set up by the BIHA. Uh, so yeah, I mean, certainly, folks. Um, there's a lot happening in the next few weeks. It might not seem like it because generally BHA hockey starts a lot later than the rest of the season's end of October. Um, is the sort of when the the cup competitions start. Uh, so, but there's a lot to to go on. There's the camp. If I think there's still spaces, Nick. Is that right? There is indeed. Get onto the uh, onto the website. Camp email address. Contact me directly. Carry a pigeon, there's not much time left for that, but either way, whatever you need to do, get in contact, still spaces, still a great opportunity to look. Yeah, and uh, the there's the, the AGM, obviously, which is important, be some uh, GBU stuff, there'll be uh, podcasts, obviously, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a hell of a lot to look forward to this year, uh, Nick. Now, um, Nick, just, uh, this is this is going to be a question I'm asking in all the interviews, and uh Throughout the year, just to, to wrap us up with a nice a nice short pod to start the season, but I'm gonna get, I'm gonna ask you now at the start of the season, who is the worst roommate you've ever had on any of your hockey trips? 
Some, some trips to Finland as well, where this extends. It's not just you're not sharing the sharing the pain for a night with them. It's, it's a week nearly. <laughs> but, uh, I would I would have gone for for my good friend Rob Calvert from from my many trips to Finland with him and things, and he, he's certainly a character. However, um, I, I again BYK fame. Craig Davison is a hundred percent. A hundred percent the worst. Sorry, and, Craig. And and why is that? It's just, just some uh, just some eventful behaviour and eventful um, goings on in terms of. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a little story. It's it's BYJ it's BYJ podcast PG, so we're fine. Um, I can remember on my first uh, my first national. So God, we're going back a long time now. We were still the Flames last year. The Flames. Um, I can remember obviously being. Uh, been a local lad to nationals and things like that. Didn't really know what was going on. No one really told me what was going on. I was originally planning to stay the Saturday night at home. Obviously, you know how far I live roughly away from uh, from my Sheffield Rambo. It's not an inconceivable thing. No. Um, so, I, so I was going to stay at home. Um, but then obviously kind of nationals came along and uh, and the guys obviously were getting into the spirit of it on the Saturday night. And we're like, oh, no, we're going out. Like, what are you doing? So went out with the guys on the Saturday night and um, obviously got to that awkward point at about 2 a.m. and was like, well, this is all well and good, but I'm um, pretty sure my parents aren't coming to pick me up. So why am I crashing tonight? In which case, uh, my good friend Dan Jakubiak took me back to the uh, took me back to the Premier Inn um, at the Arena Meadowall and um, got to the front desk and rather selflessly. Mr. Mr. Dan Jakubiak goes up to the desk and says, "My name's Andrew Todd. I've lost my room key. Can I get a Can I get a key for the room?" <laughs> uh, goes and uh, goes me lets lets me into poor Andrew uh, Andrew Todd's room, who uh, was a was a little bit of a I don't I don't think he I think he might have come out for one or two drinks, but then was a committed patron of hockey and decided that he should be uh, he should be tucked up in bed. In which case, um, the scream at 7 a.m. with a banging hangover when he turned over and realised there was someone in his bed. <laughs> 7 a.m. Um, that was a that was a shriek that I will never ever live down. But um, but yeah, early, earlier that night, my favourite one was uh, before we actually got into Andrew Todd's room. Um, we went across into Dan's room. We were sharing with Craig Davison, who uh, he happened to be uh, still asleep watching match of the day at the time, but um, tucked up. Laid up in bed, kind of propped up with uh, asleep, with his Newcastle United shirt on and a can of carling on his chest, <laughs> and it was still balanced and uh, the it contents was ba- got... balanced equal, just just perfectly balanced. Excellent, excellent. Well, on that note, Nick, um, I think we'll wrap up uh, episode one of season two of the podcast, or I can't remember, is it episode eighteen overall, something like that. I'm sure Dave has probably still got the scars on his hand from the amount of times he's he's, he's blasphemed and, and called his names and, and got fed up of doing this. In which case, Dave, like, we obviously can't tell right now, but there better be like a new jingle at the beginning or something new, if you know what I mean. No!
yeah, oh, maybe maybe not. We could maybe maybe you could get a jingle out of our, our commentary for the end as well. Exactly, that would be brilliant. Or maybe a little interlude in the middle. Obviously, could uh, get Rob Grant play a little bit George Ezra or something maybe. Or yeah, or, yeah. I'm not sure it'd be really good for Rob when he's listening to the podcast back in uh, in his little free time at school and he's getting really pumped up. But, um, <laughs> <no>? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's that. There's that. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it has to be open source music, though. I'm not, maybe we're not allowed George Ezra. I should know the legalities on this because I am a lawyer, but um, <laughs> it's not really my forte. Say, so should you not, um, not kind of. Have a better idea on this than me, put it that way. Probably, probably. Anyway, uh, on that note, Nick, it's, it's been great to chat as always. Um, good uh, night or good day to uh, you all in BIHA land, um, whatever time of day you're listening. And uh, on behalf of myself and Nick, um, we'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. Okay,